we are now recording. Let's do it. Welcome to The Other Ministers, the podcast where the other ministers in your church, who are not the senior pastor or lead pastor, get together and have a podcast because we can, and we like it, and we like each other, and we like you, listeners, viewers, those of you who watch this on our uh, internal Facebook group here at our church. My name is Joseph Robinson. I'm the worship pastor here at our church in Central Florida called the Foundry Church. Uh, joining me, as always, our church's digital pastor and the voice of the Lakeland Magic, Hank Taylor. Joe, it's good to be here, as always, and good to see our viewers. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. That's right. You know, I mentioned the viewers on our internal Facebook page, but it could also be viewers on Spotify. Yes. Because we are, as of, what, two weeks ago? A couple weeks now, yeah. Video podcast. Wow. As well. And uh, we have, we, we sort of briefly mentioned it uh two weeks ago maybe about uh, upping our video game we have we have some options we have some options is there a new term for video podcast like blog became vlog is podcast becoming like vodcast oh i hope not yeah that sounds i hope not yeah yeah just go podcast i'm actually skeptical of video podcasts really i I don't i don't to me it just smacks of 3d tv where i'm like oh that's fun video podcast who cares it's a YouTube video. It's yeah. a video podcast. That's yeah. what it is. Basically. Yeah. Kind it, of. I have found it helpful for the sermon series. Like, I can listen to it like a normal podcast without the video. And then if Seth does, like, puts up an illustration, I can, oh, pull my phone up real fast yeah. and look at the, the picture. If you're a Spotify user. Up. It is very interesting to, like, a whole different discussion. But it's interesting to listen to to the audio only of certain video podcasts and then go back and watch the video version and be like, I feel like I missed out on so much of like maybe the subtext or like body language, facial reactions. It's amazing how many, some of these, especially of like celebrities that are trying to get into podcasts, how much of that maybe doesn't translate to audio only. There is a a very large percentage of human communication that is visual body yeah. language it's posture it's all that kind of stuff yeah the uh the third voice you you've heard so far belongs to our church's family life pastor and certified eagle scout hunter mertz hello and uh oh, joining yeah. us uh as she frequently does these days uh our church's pastoral care minister and mother of two certified eagle scouts patty mertz good afternoon and let's not forget uh grandmother to pumpkin to pumpkin and Fern. and Fern, I have two grandkids. Fern, pumpkin Fern and, and pumpkin. Fern. Yep. Pumpkin and Fern. Um, uh, Patty, I'll just blow up your spot right here. You will actually not be with us this weekend at church because you are cat sitting. Correct. I am cat sitting and bonding with <laughs> for, my Mother's cat. <laughs> for Mother's Day. For Mother's Day. For Mother's Day. Just try to picture that audience. Yeah, <laughs> it's where I want to be. I'm 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 pretty much certain my son's not listening to the podcast, so I'm safe to say yeah, exactly I where I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bonding with pumpkin. Um, if it was fern, it would be a whole other story. I'd be happy to. 
Okay, yes. So this require <laughs> this require have to uproot yourself from your home and your life That's right. to take care of Fern. Yeah. Yeah, Fern could almost just walk over. <laughs> just about. We took her on a field trip for the first time yesterday. We finally set up a vet appointment just to get her checked up um mm-hmm. how does she do and, with a field trip um she did really well we w- did a field trip to dairy queen so we put okay. her in on um drove to dairy queen and back so it was mostly for us and then we also brought yeah. her along uh and Ugh. not a peep she just kind of oh my god which is why the she's cage. the favorite grand cat because i do hear rumors that, you hear that pumpkin pumpkin does not like to travel well let me tell you about the worst cat to travel with. That's my cat, Maggie, who, uh, for starters, you almost cannot get into a, a cat kennel, a cat crate. The last few times we've had to put her in the car, we have put her in our dog's crate because it just has a bigger opening. <laughs> and even then, she'll still, she'll still get her, she'll get her paws, she'll get her back paws first braced and then you have to kind of get those and then she'll get her front paws and hold on she does not want to go in and then she's noisy as all get out she just meows constantly and then she does okay when you pick the crate up and put it in the car and then as soon as you crank the car she poops in the crate okay so i don't think pumpkin does that every single time she's in the car out of fear is that an anxiety poop i think it's an anxiety thing yeah okay but when we moved from our house in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, to our house in Somerville, South Carolina, about a half hour away, we moved everything out of the house except our dog's crate and our cat. And then I went back and got her and had to drive 25 minutes with cat poop in the crate in the front seat next to me. Because <coughs> there was just nothing I could do. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah. I can't stop and clean it out. She's going to get out and I've got to repeat the whole process again. The worst, though, was when we moved from Somerville, South Carolina to here. She was in the car with Michelle. Mm. Michelle had to deal with that because I was driving our moving truck. And uh, so poor, poor Michelle had uh, Benjamin, our son, the smell, Maggie, our other cat, Pete, and our dog uh, all in her car. And it was, well, it was a bit rough. Yeah. A Porter lot. has not shared all that with me. I, yeah. I only get the sound. Yeah, hopefully Pumpkin won't poop immediately. Hopefully not. Though. We'll yeah. see. I'm not traveling with her, so that's fine. There you go. But, uh, we have, we bought Fern a, would never do something like that. Not yet. We have a, We got one of the fancy crates that you can open from the top as well. Okay. So instead of trying to shove them through the front door, where they can, you just yeah. kind of like let them fall in over top. But yeah. Fern, we opened it up just to let her sniff it um, before we put her in it, and she walked right, right in herself. Like, oh, Look wow. at Perfect. that. Go, Must shut be the door nice. now. Go, go. <laughs> Must be nice. So it sounds like our cat ranking of the, for the podcast is Fern, and then somewhere in the bottom tier is Pumpkin and Maggie. Fighting, Maggie's definitely. Racing to the bottom. Maggie's definitely at the bottom. Our cat, pump, our until cat I've Pete. experienced, we're putting Pumpkin above Maggie. Okay. Yeah. Our, our cat Pete, our boy cat, he just wants to hide under something, and so when when Michelle uh, has has had him, in the, like when we moved from Monk's Corner to Somerville, he he was in the car with me, and he just like got under the the seat and got as low as he could get, the whole ride there. Yeah, yeah. The only cat I've dealt with with any familiarity in my life was the warehouse cat at my summer job in high school. Mm-hmm. Was named Moo Kitty. Because it was black and white with spots, and it was fat, yeah. very large. Yeah. But I would have to feed. I would have to, you know, give 
was part of my responsibility was showing up and feeding the cat, making sure the cat had the water and it just lived in the warehouse. It didn't really probably super chill, super chill. Yeah. Uh, but in, it did get to a point where we were, Moo Kitty was very comfortable with me and we would like try to be like all up, you know, all up in my space. But I am, I am allergic to oh. allergic to cats. So we had to, I had to establish some clear boundaries. <laughs> um, but Moo Kitty was pretty chill. Yeah. Most of the time wasn't a problem. Those and I would just show up and he would just disappear into the warehouse. And yeah, <laughs> those, really those kinds of off. cats are always very shop kitty, store kitty. Always super cool. Um, Maggie, our cat Maggie is just, she's like half feral. I mean, she's just never been super tame as far as as far as house cats go. See, I would say pumpkin is pretty perfect besides traveling or what I've heard about traveling. But yeah. like in the house. She seemed cool when, when she's yeah. staying with you guys. Yeah, she she deals with being shut away much better than phone does. Hmm. I think she just tolerates people and ignores them mostly. Yeah. Well, well that's that's cats. That's cats for you. You know Mostly me. I think if a cat could, would be more like a dog, trainable, I would like them so much better. Yeah. But I'm 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 open. I'm trying to keep my mind open. Yeah. Bonding yeah. with this. While we're here in the banter, let's do our email. Okay. And yeah, we'll, here, we'll keep it. We'll keep it light. Yeah. Um. We'll, we got an email from our friend Clay. He's written in a couple of times. He and Mitchell. He. They've written in the most. I. I have to think yeah. go really go back and look through clay might have mitchell edged out by an i think clay two. does um i we've also gotten <laughs> mail in the past from uh your friend heather yes she has, wrote a hand, written, written in once or time once or twice um and I can't, I can't remember if did mason ever write in mason did write in a couple okay. of times i thought we got one from mason <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Patty's gonna go make some new Gmails after this. Clay, <laughs> Patty, you can make totally anonymous temporary emails and just like I know spam people. Yeah, because and they'll never know it was you. Because that's I don't know how Patty to do knows. that. That's that's not a power Patty needs to have. I don't have that power. Digital pastor, I guess. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, so Clay wrote to us. Uh, subject line: Lingo confusion. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to read this and then we'll, we'll play around with it a little bit. Um, he wrote to us, hi, Tom crew. Uh, when Joe had to leave last week's podcast show early to pick up his kid, my brain went to the thought that he had to pick up his radical sick kid, like that your kid was really cool. And that was why he had to be picked up instead. He is very cool. Yeah. But it was not super cool that like, he, he was kind of fake and sick. Whatever. <laughs> Did you uh, did did you go get the ice cream and not let him I, have any? No, I didn't. I'm trying to make better choices too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You were gonna uh, go get ice cream in front of him. He's, well, that's what he said last week. Was I'm gonna go to you know and go to Dairy Queen on the way yeah. and have it, and then he'll be like, "Oh, I want some ice cream." It's like, "Oh, well, you're too sick to have some ice cream." Yeah, it's I I, I had said on the podcast. It, it, there's a sort of escalating series of of things when because this is not the. This is not the third or fourth time this has happened this school year. I mean, it's happened quite a bit. Um, and so, you know, the first time, you know, he's in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. It's like the first time you you get a call from the school that your kindergartner is, is in the nurse's office and feels really, you're like, I'll be right there. And you're like, oh, my gosh, buddy, I'm so sorry. You're feeling bad. And Then you get home and you realize he's totally fine. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it happens again. And you're like, uh, do I really need to come pick him up? Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll be there. And so yeah, so then I, I'm I'm to the point where I'm like, 
this this needs to start stinging a little more. So I, I had the thought, you know, I'll go get some ice cream. My mother was not shy. She told us, I, I mean, unless you're like unconscious, I'm not going to come get you. We so we don't, told, don't even try. I've sent my kids with your, do you remember you have, we have a lot of sinus drainage and you would be sick in the morning, but totally fine. There was nothing really wrong with you. And it's like, you're fine. You're going to school. Yeah. We, we <laughs> told Benjamin, you're probably fine. And we told the school nurse, we're like, look, I, I understand there are certain thresholds beyond which you're not allowed to send him back to class. If he's not past one of those thresholds, we're not coming to get him. Yeah. For me, there was a semester in elementary school when I kept going to the nurse's office but every time I went in it was a low grade fever of like 99 99.4 somewhere around there which is like high enough to not feel well but not high enough to break the it's 100 it's real fever you need to go home yeah it was just kind of that awkward like oh we know you're not feeling well but you can hang out here for a little bit and then head back to class because we know your mom's not going to come and get you (laughs) Well, the, the only yeah. reason they called us, the, the only reason they even called us the second day last week was because they checked his temperature twice. Mm-hmm. And the first time it was 98.6 and the second time it was 99.4. So it was going up. But when I got him home, it was 98.4. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. It's that, heat, well, it's that heating pad he borrowed. If there was, yeah. I learned, this is probably bad to admit. I learned if there were things that I didn't, that I wanted to get out of and didn't want to do, I had means to do that, especially in high school. <laughs> um Working for the athletics office and being a TV student, just I, I, there was a lot of things I could say that I that needed to happen and places that I knew I could go mm-hmm. that I could get out and get out of things, and not ever have to leave school. I am shocked, yeah. Hank Taylor. I am shocked. Well, I, I believe Clay also. Oh, asked we have. If, uh, if Benj- I, I believe Clay also asked if Benjamin was okay. Yes, he's completely fine. Yes, completely fine. That's good. And he was last week too. Uh, Continuing on for, with Clay's message, I was wondering if uh, if the Tom crew, us collectively, uh, used lingo that had confused others or knew of any or had encountered any words that confused you recently. For example, I heard the lingo word cap slang, which he found out to mean that someone was telling a lie. So there yeah, a couple ways I, there's a couple ways before. I take this question. Is CAP cap. There's a couple ways I, I uh, take this question. Um, I went ahead and pulled a list of uh, Generation Z slang terms. I figured mm. we could quiz Patty on, see if she knows what they mean. <laughs> or I, listen, I like you could that. quiz me I like too. That. I won't know them either. Um, <laughs> or you that. there is uh, Hunter School. He'll know. Or there's the them. idea of like you know there's you know Christianese words that in the church that you say that mean something to you in church, Christianity, faith that. Don't really yep. mean anything to anybody else. I have one from our own calendar. Oh, okay. <laughs> that I could throw out too. But no, when I read it, my, my thought went to like business lingo. Because I, I have a buddy oh. in, uh, oh, in yeah. Charleston who works for a, a, a software company there. And he used to just periodically like, he, he would send out texts to some of us of like weird business lingo that he heard in meetings. And some of it was stuff you'd expect, like, the, you know, the phrase like soup to nuts. Oh. Or, you know, that kind of stuff. But some yeah. of it was like off the wall stuff I'd never heard of. And he would he would ask and people would go like, yeah, it's it's a saying. It's, you know, it's this. And he'd go, never heard sure. that one. <laughs> type, 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 type. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patty, do you want to hear a couple? I, sure. I, I, I've just scrolled through this list and we'll go easy to hard. 
I feel like it gets harder at the end of this list, uh, right. so we'll start easier. Well, thanks for sharing that, because when I don't get the first ones, I'll, it'll be <laughs> obvious I can't even get the easy ones. Uh, <laughs> to say uh, that someone is fam. F-A-M. I know that one. Short for family. Yes. But not just biological family. See, I was yeah. thinking, that's exactly it's, what it's I thought, friend, the, and then the, I the thought, well, it wouldn't be that easy. Yeah. Well, it is. Okay. Uh, okay. We're off that to one, a great start. That, that We're is. off to a great start. Uh, to say that you that someone has uh, gone through or been through a glow up. That's still new. I feel like that's kind of old. I feel like this is a little well, fam, old too. Fam's a little old too. Yeah, fam's a little old. But fam's yeah. classic. Right. Glow up? No. Glow up? No idea. I, th- I think fam has staying power, but glow up yeah. does not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Joe, what do you think? We'll, we'll do the rounds. That's when somebody goes from their awkward teenage phase to their like full on good looking adult phase. Yeah. Yep. That's correct. Ah, that's spot correct. On. Uh, we'll you keep. Just say it. Oh. <laughs> that's so much longer and kind of weird to say. TikTok videos are limited in how yeah. long yeah. they can be. Yeah. You have to maximize up to your three words. minutes now. It's kind of weird to say, oh, wow, that person has really matured into the being. They've really grown into themselves. It's much less weird to say, oh, they glowed up. I see. I disagree disagree that it's much less weird. (laughs) It's much weirder. It's it's more brief. It's more brief. (laughs) I think the whole either way is an awkward conversation. (laughs) Uh, Okay, moving on. Um, We're getting into a little bit harder. Well, I, I, and um, I've done so well so far. <laughs> this one, uh, this one requires some spelling, uh, spelling clarification. The word is this is an adjective uh, to describe something as chuggy. C H E U G Y. I chuggy. just learned about this from um, some middle schoolers. No, some <laughs> is in laws um, over this over the couple month. No, a couple months ago. Okay, last time we were up in Knoxville. It would have to be Laurel's family because your brother wouldn't know any any better than I would. <laughs> poor, poor. Uh, I have no idea. I've it never was heard a big this one. one. Okay, let me see if I if I can remember. All right, yeah, go go for uh, it. It's the term that uh, Gen Z uses to make fun of millennials for things that have age out. Oh, that's so juggy. That's not in anymore. But millennials still think it's in. It. Hundred percent. It's absolutely correct. My life is chuggy. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably. I am totally that. <laughs> um, this is another adjective uh, to describe someone as a snack. I don't even want, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, it's a cool drink of water. Like, yeah, is it, is it like, that's like chuggy right right there. Yeah. Physically <laughs> yep. attractive. Physically attractive. Okay. Okay. And what was I don't it? know. I kind of feel like true, like cool what? drink of water is not millennial. I feel like that's like Even older. no, that's baby boomers. Yeah, or yeah, that's, that's, a, that's baby, a boomer. Thing. The golden generation is that? Yes, yeah, so that nobody should have ever used. What was it that you just? Chuggy? No, no, no a snack. Oh, snack. Yeah. All of that's inappropriate. Patty, when you get home, <laughs> I want you, I want you to, to give Bob a hug and say, "You are such a snack." <laughs> So that is so not going to happen. That'd be pretty funny. I would love that. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, here's here's a good one. Um, to say that you know a person or an idea uh, is living rent free in your head. I do know this. One. That is a new fra- newer phrase. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Free and I don't know. 
It just means it's it's something that you are spending a lot of mental energy on. Okay. For for no real for no reason for no, no real reason. reason mental energy no just value. kind of like stuck in. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be tedious and distract like draining. It could just be like distracting. It's always that. Yeah, like, it's just something you think about um, regularly. A um an earworm is probably another like an older term for it. Mm-hmm. Like oh like. Specifically with songs, but Roving Went Free has moved past. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, that song's repeating my head. It's right. okay. this normally it's like this video is Roving Went Free in my mind, and it's a TikTok of another TikTok. We'll uh, we'll make this our last one. This is an acronym, so it's a series of letters that mean something. It's the letter I Y K Y K. I have to spell that out. I, I, know, wa- I know that. I Y or yeah. I I Y K Y K. No, Joe. I, Joe, you're so cool. Look how cool you are. Yeah, they don't know. If you know, you know. If you know, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was a song first. Was it? Oh, you. Do- oh, okay. I don't know. By that Elevation Rhythm. Is that a subset of Elevation Worship? It is. Oh, oh so that maybe was a that total guess because I've that, never heard of Elevation Rhythm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that, that their version out. of Hillsong Young and Free? Uh, yeah, I think it's very much. Um, yeah, it's very similar to that. I think it's like based in a lot of percussion. Asks the worship pastor. <laughs> I don't know my worship music, y'all. I think it's primarily based in percussion. A little concerning, but we will not talk about. It. Um. In case you didn't get Joe's joke that he made, uh, it translates to, if you know, you know. Uh, commonly used to reference an inside joke or something only a specific community might understand. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so much harder to say IY. IYKYK. That's something that really only translates, I feel like, in written. It translates in text. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that if you know, you know, here's one that I don't know from our own calendar. It's not necessarily a slang. It's just an event that I would like some clarification on. Sure. Uh, which I believe starts tomorrow. It's called the Damn Prayer Group. Oh, oh I, well, I, was yeah. just, I was just talking that, about this with yes, Patty. Yes, I was specifically put in that way. <laughs> D period, A period, M period. The Damn Group. We have a Damn Prayer Group. We'll have to put an explicit tag on this Every episode. Wednesday. Do we know what that is? Yes, I do know what it is. <laughs> Kathleen Nemix. Starting it, and it, it is, is daughters yeah. of Asian mothers. Oh, okay. And she specifically said, "I want it on the calendar as the damn group." It's funny. <laughs> That's how very Kathleen too. I, I love that, that damn prayer group. And you don't, love. but you don't necessarily have to have an Asian mother to be to join it. You just have to have a mother that comes into your home with white gloves and <laughs> checks every piece of furniture in the house. And then you can come into that group. That's funny. That's yeah, I, funny. I, I, saw, I was looking at calendar stuff and I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. Ha- haven't seen this one before. Yeah. <laughs> no, she specifically said, will you put it on like that? Because we're going to be the damn prayer group. <laughs> Collectively, I think we did pretty good, though, on our list. I wouldn't yeah. say we're that chuggy. Joe was very good. My goodness. Go, Joe. What, what did you say? I didn't think we were that chuggy. Oh. See, I'm so chuggy. I, I was. I thought the word was chuby. <laughs> Like just now, I forgot the word was chewy. I was like chewy, <laughs> chewy, like the. There's also pet th- company. Oh no, not yeah, not that. There's also the the other way that I like to determine if people are chewy is how they pronounce the restaurant Chipotle. 
because oh. I feel like oh, anyone over a certain age can't say it correctly. Really? I didn't realize that there was another pronunciation of it until very recently. Do people say Chipotle or do they put a phantom mm-hmm. S on there? Patty, how do you say it? Does it become Chipotle? Sh- that's how Chipotle. people say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? And I don't go to it either, so there you go. I, I wondered if it was one of those words people put a phantom S on. Oh, like, Chipotle. Like Kroger's. Oh, yeah, maybe. Or like, maybe I don't, I don't do know if you too. guys remember the drugstore Eckerd. Oh, yeah. It was Eckerd's. I don't think I ever heard anyone use that in yeah. a single sense. There's, there's a bunch of those. I never use Kroger. Well, I rarely just say Kroger. It's normally, oh, heading to Kroger's. Chipotle, though, is the one I feel like I hear people say, yeah. and I'm like, oh. Yeah. It is what it it's is. It's not a hard word to say, is it? Obviously, it is. I-Y-K-Y-K. That was one of my favorite things with millennial slang that I started doing when I was in youth ministry where like I would uh, I, I would I would literally say and I still do this sometimes I would literally say uh, like if, if I had to leave the room for a minute PRB I'd be like BRB TTYL L8R <laughs> ROTFL <laughs> If something's like kind of funny, but not fully funny. I still sometimes say oh well like that that requires yeah. acknowledgement. Yeah. Didn't quite get a laugh. Rafflecopter. And you wonder why mm. I always make fun of the millennials. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> Let's move on to our next segment. Wait, sorry, for real quick. Was there anything else from Clay? Anything else we missed? Um that was it. That was it. I think that was it. Uh let's see. Oh, no, there was one more thing. Um he said uh we had a mess he had a message for Seth. So oh, maybe yes. four that's yes, yes. Um tell Seth Sanford was popping. Popping means that it was exciting. Uh on Friday the twenty second of April, uh specifically citing Tuffy's music box and lounge where there was an album release party for a band called Oklahoma Stackhouse, which I feel like I've heard of in real life. I don't know that I have. IRL. Um, yeah, IRL. IRL. Uh and he said that was good times. And I, I think he was responding to Seth saying that Sanford was kind of dead. That Correct. Like the, so yeah. it was Damian just dead where Seth was, but not where the younger crowd like was. Because Seth's worse. chewy. <laughs> See, that surprised me. I would think that if any place, Sanford downtown is always hopping or whatever it's called. It was just where <laughs> Seth was. <laughs> so Seth, maybe Seth carries that. The chuginess. The negativeness. The negativeness. The, the non-popping. Non-popping fun place. He has been in kind of negative negative mood lately. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Clay, thank you. Thanks for reaching out. I don't know if that was beneficial at all. <laughs> I think it was at least good content. <laughs> it was fun, Clay. It was good content at least. Uh, let's move on and do a real quick Tell Me Something Good. Tell me something good. Let's take a couple minutes and just share some things that are good in our lives and the world around us. Who wants to start? I'll go first. We were go uh, we were out at uh, the uh, Explore Outdoors Festival, which I thought was fun. Um, Winter Springs Earth Day Arbor Day celebration. Yeah, 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 that was fun. It was good to be out there and see, uh, you know, see what was going on. There's a lot mm-hmm. popping out there too. 
for an early Saturday morning. I mean, I was there in the mm-hmm. late part. Joe was there in the early part, but I was there in the very early part. Yeah. yeah, passed out some seeds. That was that. That was something good. That was mm-hmm. that was fun. Some good conversations. Good. Yeah, I, I it was one of those events where uh, we we had uh, shifts of volunteers, um, and so I actually like I spent the first shift with somebody that I I knew but had not really spent much time with uh, from our church. Got to hang out with her and talk and um, good stuff. give out some seeds and talk about our church a little bit and yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, that was it. I'm trying to be quick, so. I'll just make it that. I'll try to go quick too. Um, Saturday was a crazy day. I was I, I took the early shift at Explore Outdoors, so I was there at like seven fifteen, and then left from there nine thirty ish, nine forty five to go take Benjamin to his basketball game, uh, which was a little crazy. And then I got a little bit of a nap, and then got up and went to a gig. My band had a gig uh, down towards the airport from seven to eleven, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it went pretty well. We uh, played the first song, and the manager came out and was like, it's way too loud. I can't hear the kitchen. So they were like trying to yell orders back and forth, and he's like, I can't even hear them. They can't hear me. So we had to turn it down a little bit, which, you know, when you're a band, that's kind of a point of pride sometimes, I guess. Yeah. But um, but then the rest of the gig went super well. We, we hit on something in the third set. That I, th- I think that group of songs is just going to stay together from here. What was from what, here forward. What were they? They were fun and they were awesome and people were singing along and dancing. I don't want I don't want to spoil it. Oh, give away the store. But uh, it was great secrets. Not a secret. Just come watch us sometime. It's not it's not that big of a secret. Just fun songs. We we introduced some new songs that went over really well um, and got out of there and got home about one and then got up for church at five and did okay. Did it, made it. I was worried about this one in particular because it was our first Saturday night gig and how I was going to feel and be able to function the following day. But it was all good. I was I was struggling a little bit, but I made it. So. I, I listened. Uh, y'all put out a song, one of your song, a live thing on uh, yeah, just singing. Mm-hmm. And I guess I didn't. I, I mean, I guess I'm not even thinking. I didn't ever think that he really w- was one of the sing- singers. Mm-hmm. So I. I actually commented and said, great job, because I, I didn't know I he saw sang. that. Yes, so, you commented uh, on Josh's singing, yeah. and Josh is singing alone yeah. in that video. <laughs> Interesting. No not, one else, I don't comment on Joe's. But, not my guitar uh, solo. No, I didn't. But anyway, I was. That, I mean, he was really good. I was. I guess I was just surprised, because yeah. I've always seen him as a drummer, and he never was a no, he, standalone when, singer. When they, uh, before they moved here, um, he was like the worship leader at, at their church in Connecticut. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He plays know. guitar, too. Okay. So I didn't know any and, of that. Uh, and trade secrets. Look at all those trade secrets. Yep. I didn't know any of that. Hmm. No, that's that's one of the really good things about our band is all four of us can sing. Matt is maybe the least confident, mm-hmm. and so he, he kind of throws in, like, periodically. But, um, you know, being able to have three people who, are, like, can sing with confidence and hit parts and that kind of stuff is, is a big advantage for a band like ours. Yeah. So, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. It's mine. All right. Uh, I guess we're going in a circle. Oh, well, yeah, you guys can kind of go together because while Joe and I were hanging out this weekend at Explore Outdoors, you guys were hanging out in Ocala. Yeah, Lowell sure. and I got to join uh, them in Ocala. Uh, so we went kayaking on the Silver Springs, um, saw some manatees. Saw Silver Springs is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it was so great. The water was beautiful. It was 
springtime, so a lot of new births um, of the wildlife around there. Are they still uh, doing glass bottom wildlife? boats out there and stuff? They, they did, and they, they have glass like clear, clear kayaks, kayaks you as can well. Rent. Nice. Was like that could be cool. When I was a kid, sure. we would go out there all the time on field trips because that was in the land. It's mm. well, you know, relatively close. Yeah, but. Uh, I felt like they didn't do the glass bottom boats for a while, but then maybe they started it back up again. So yeah, they were gone. They, I, they were they were running. That's good. I've never been. Mm. Oh, it's worth it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll be hard to go back to like a regular river kayaking where you can't see anything. A black water. A black. Well, and like Blue Springs is nice too. That's a lot closer, but it's also really small. Silver Springs is like big. But yeah, you can actually small. swim. You can't swim anywhere yeah, at Silver yeah, Springs. Yeah, that's true. Too many gators and boats. The only spring that I've been to in Florida was, I think it's called Wikiwachi. Oh yeah, the mermaids over, over near uh, Hernando Beach. Mm-hmm. We we did a Hernando Beach thing when Benjamin and our niece Evelyn were turning two, with my sister and brother-in-law. And um, we didn't get in the water that day because it was super bit. Like we got there and it was like five or six cars behind us. They were like stopping people. We're like parking lots full. Nobody else can come in. It was fun. Yeah. Worth it. Especially if you get to see monkeys where other people don't get to see monkeys. Singular monkey. 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 All right, Patty, what about you? Well, we did go up to Ocala. We, uh, Bob and I went zip lining Ooh. in Ocala. Um, when they borrowed the kayaks, we uh, went and zip lined through the forest of Ocala over the quarries, and it was pretty cool. Um, wow. There's no hills in Florida, so I'm no, assuming this is like ta- trees, tower to tower. Tower to tower, yeah. which is cool. <laughs> and the last, But the last run is over the uh, water over the quarries that are, have been filled up. And um, That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, fun. Not bad. Stepping off into nothingness. So I hadn't done it for several years, but it was fun. Well, very cool. That'll do it for Tell Me Something Good. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about Sunday at our church. Uh, It was week two of our current series called Build a Bridge and Get Over It. Uh, what were some thoughts on uh, the message? Uh, Seth Seth titled it "Those People." I thought it was funnier in our in our planning center. Internally, I titled it "What do you mean, you people?" Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's it was interesting to think through. I mean, I think we all have those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people in our life that you know frustrate you for whatever me like or. You just don't have the patience or the time or the energy to try to deal with. I think mm-hmm. we can all think of who those people are, are, especially in church. Like, I think I am those people. Not to call anybody out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Hank, I was going to say the same thing. I, I increasingly find that those people for me are are fellow Christians. Yeah. 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 The, that struck a chord along with Seth's mention of... Um, like when those people, like when you're those people to someone else and then they become those people for you. So yeah. like in our MDiv class, we, um, uh, a close friend of mine, um, were having lunch with someone from another cohort. Um, and we were talking about 
MDiv programs and stuff we've been doing for that week and, and classes. They were the year before us, um, so we were kind of getting to know each other a little more. And we, we got on some topics where they took like very hard stands very quickly of like, I don't understand how people can hold this belief and still be saved. And my friend and I looked at each other like, oh, he doesn't know he's talking about us, but he's talking about <laughs> us right now. Yeah. Um, and it was very hard to not change into, well, we, like, our mind, our, our understanding of theology is offending him in such, in this drastic way um, of, like, that causes lashing out. Uh, it's very hard. And we want, we, we were in the place of, like, oh, we, no, we, we just want to hold this discussion um, and for it to be, like, encouraging and beneficial for both like we like we just want space that like we can hold this brief and you not be condemning us to hell uh, <laughs> but at the same time it was hard to extend the same grace back of mm-hmm. hey we will also allow you to hold your brief of us thinking we're going to hell we're okay with you thinking that about us um that was really hard to do because yep. they immediately wanted to say, oh, no, you're one of those people that completely rejects us. So we're going to reject you because you reject us. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's an element that's very natural, very human of defensiveness, mm-hmm. where when, when we when we learn that someone views us as those people, we are there those people. Yeah. That I, at least for me, I know the immediate the immediate thing that comes up in me is to figure out the ways in which they are those people for me too. You know, it's like in, in that kind of situation, I I would immediately, my, I I know my mind would immediately have gone, well, I'm not sure you're saved if you're being this judgmental. Yeah. I I would have said it, (laughs) (laughs) but it, it awoke a conversation in me and my friend afterwards of like, how like how do you create space in a church for both of that like both of those um well that's an important question because that's kind of what that's one of the things we say here is we you know we we want to be the kind of place where the only people who are truly uncomfortable worshiping here are the people who feel like they have it all figured out that they're not going to like it here but everybody else is going to be okay and it's a it's a (laughs) wonderful sentiment it's really hard it is. to live it out. To live out. Like it's yeah. it's a constant which again adds into the oh like we yeah, we, we need the grace of still trying to figure it out and still trying yeah. to to move in that direction. Um so Seth's comments about that just like took me back into that conversation and I was like, Yeah, like it's it's hard. And what I struggle with, especially at Foundry, where we do work so very hard to try to be open to different beliefs, different um, journeys, different places, is dealing with the people who are not willing to be open like that. Yeah. And I'm constantly having needing needing to be reminded that, okay, God, God probably loves them too. See, I'll, I'll even let me let me. Okay, God, you probably really do. But you know, I still want to say he probably loves them, but it's kind of yeah. iffy. Let me qualify this Let just me qualify in case he this actually just does in case. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's who I struggle with is the ones that are so sh- uh, sh- have their minds so shut down and closed off mm-hmm. um, 
that they won't even allow any any wiggle room, any different thinkings without judging. You know, yeah. how do I deal with those people um, in a in a loving, accepting way? Uh, because I don't want to <laughs> necessarily. Because yeah. they, I mean, that's going ir- to that irritates me more than anything. It's like stop it, stop condemning, stop judging. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they, you know, they they are in their space too. And, and if I if I if it's easy for me to love the people who are out outside of boxes and bizarre and I should be able to also show the people who are still in their boxes grace um, for yeah. where they're at in their walk. But that I struggle with that because it's like, mm-hmm. really, you well, are so much part of the problem. <laughs> it's well, and I, it certainly, I think, is harder when it's people that you, I feel like maybe it's harder for people you know well. Yes. And, and, I and have people to, that yeah. you've walked with and people that have had a lot of the same experiences and you're like, well, I feel differently about this. How do you still feel the way that you feel? And how you know? can we be in the relationship that we are and we can't, we can't even share you know, that we yeah. cannot have an open conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what maybe saddens me more than irritates me with it when it's close friends who will not allow any discussion because I am yeah. wrong and they and they feel they have to be right that they cannot they are not comfortable with an open discussion of um, things that they're not real comfortable with yeah and I guess sad maybe more than irritating and we've talked about it before I feel like a couple of different times that like there's this obsession almost with trying to be like have an answer and that the church is that's something that, that the church at large sort of buys into is that people have questions we've got to have an answer mm-hmm. um and i think it's great i mean i think you know it, it's great to be able to provide you know answers and clarity and comfort and hope like to people when they're going through a hard time the the other side of that coin at least from what I observe, is that when you do that, you also draw some pretty hard lines and can become pretty exclusive and pretty uh, rigid. And then there's just not a lot of room for questions, which is I think what we, if, if you look at scripture and look at Christ's life, he's asking a lot of questions. What was, didn't Seth give yes. yeah. n- like numbers last week? It was like yeah. three, 300 and something times Jesus asked. And a, questions very, of very other few people. Times yeah. of actually answering. Questions. I think three right. in the in all the gospel accounts, he directly answered a question. Perhaps it would be better if we lived like that. But well, so I, I it's remember, hard to live that way. I, I remember hearing uh, in when I was in youth group uh, being taught First um, Peter. I think it's three fifteen, maybe, where Peter writes, uh, "Always be prepared to give an answer for the hope in which you have." Uh, and then the, I think it's the verse after that he goes on and says, but do so with gentleness, right? And that, that gets left out sometimes. And so like the, the, way, the way that I remember that verse being talked about was the, the world's got questions. You better, you better have answers, you know, and to, to carry that to its completion means, you know, diving super hard into apologetics and different theories of this and that. And it wasn't until I started teaching that to students as a youth pastor that it sort of dawned on me. Peter's not saying always be prepared to have an answer for everything. He's saying be prepared to give a reason that you have hope. Yeah, your testimony. Which is, yeah, which is your story. 
and nobody can argue with your story. You know, if I say, Hey, I, I was at a, at a hopeless place in life and, um, and I, and I ran across a Bible and I just opened it up and the words really spoke to me and I felt like that was God speaking to me and nobody can argue with that. That's the reason for the hope that you have and being, being ready and willing and confident in your own story to have processed your own story enough to understand it to that degree, I think is incredibly powerful, but it's not the same as having an answer for every question. Right. Yeah. And no, I, and I'll go ahead. Oh no. I, I was just going to say, I think that's like one of the reasons why like the deconstruction has become demonized in Christian culture uh, yeah. here in America that, or here in the United States, we, um, we we don't create space for, yeah. I, I, I don't know all the answers, um, and and we like to presume that we do. We do have everything, and that means that we never have to grow. That we have everything perfect, and so why do we even come to church anymore? Because we have all the answers, so we don't need anyone teaching us. Like we we have weird contradictions of. Oh no! You have to come to church all the time because it's important for you to to learn to get to, to continue to grow. But we also have all the answers, so there's no growing. Yeah. Um, or scripture yeah. is super important, and you should value it really highly. Yeah. But I read it and I understand it, so right. no, yeah. no, no need to dig any deeper. And I think, in my experience of working with the people who think they have all the answers, it's usually on subjects that there are no answers to. Uh, you know, where they come down hard on, I have the correct answer, are are so many times the gray areas of mm -hmm. life and yeah. scripture and uh, that there are no really definite answers. But they have found it, and that's what they are. And the yeah. ones that where we have definitely answers, like we should love, <laughs> we have hope, yeah. That's they don't even discuss that. Is mm. uh, yeah. So. yeah, my uh, experience in school... <clears throat> was you know the people that were the smartest your professors or you know other people were the ones who would be the most comfortable to say yeah i don't know the answers to this stuff yeah. and that was like a profound moment for me but i feel like with other th there's there's no one on the planet less fun to talk to than a first year seminary student that is very true one of my professors wrote a book uh that talks about like Hey, you all need to read this as freshmen because you will go back after your first year of Bible college to your churches and you will be terrible. Like you will lead people in so many wrong directions because you think you have all the answers after one year. Uh, so don't. <laughs> I would rather talk to a vegan about CrossFit than, than talk to a first year seminary student about theology. We're right that well, down. I, That's I, a good one. I have to admit that I had some interesting conversations with Hunter after he the first summer he came back home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Trying to correct his mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had this thought. Um, G Jesus famously said, uh, I, I think talking about money, you know, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I, I wonder if it also might be true that where your where your those people are, like there your heart is too. Because I know for me, my those people, like growing up in the South in a conservative home, in conservative church, I used to care a lot more about politics. And my those people were people that I felt differently about 
politically to, to a gr- much greater extent than they are now. And so I, I wonder if, in, if that's because in my heart I've, I've begun to go, well, yeah, the stuff that really matters to me and that I think matters to the world is not necessarily the, the ins and outs of this, but it's, it's more of this church stuff. Yeah. And that's when the church people have started to bother me I, a lot more. I think that's 100%. Like, f- for those people to become those people, the underlying thing of that is that, you know, they, if you didn't care about them, you, you wouldn't be ang- like so worked up or angry yeah. or upset about it. So I, even, even when we're coming up or even when you discover those people, maybe what, or I feel like what helps me is to drive down deeper into that. I'd be like, why does, why does it bother me so much? Like there's mm. usually a care that's, you know, at the core of that, yeah. that you can, it would be better and more productive and more fulfilling to like take that care and work towards love rather than, Oh, and that's harder to do. Mm-hmm. It's easier just to be like, Oh, this person annoys me or disagrees with me or has written me off. So I'm just going to do the same thing back. Uh, it's, it's a lot harder to be like, I want to find that core of caring about them and operate from that place instead of, mm-hmm. and, and work towards love rather than something different. Yeah. Which is always harder because it's that upside down world that Christ introduced us to. It's very hard. It's a lot yeah. easier to be have your little boxes and your little boundaries, and it's it's what's hard is flipping everything upside down and loving the people that irritate you the most, who are most dislike you, unlike you. It's a that's that's a hard calling and a hard life. Um, yeah. And I think people are so hungry for community that they will be the they'll be the ones to prescribe that onto themselves, like draw these lines for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I want to feel like I'm a part of something that's bigger than myself, so I'm going to really identify closely with a certain political party or movement, or just because they want to feel like they're connected to something bigger than themselves, and that's probably where the church misses the you know mark a lot because we play that same game rather than instead of trying to say you know we can you know there's something bigger than all of this you know whatever it is that you're feeling like you're finding your know, community or purpose in like it it, it, it can be bigger than all of that yeah hmm. but well, in order I- to do that you have to admit that you possibly might not always be right yeah and that's what a lot of you know that doesn't have that the, it doesn't have the ha- it tithing pouring in. Yeah. It doesn't have to be I'm right, you're wrong, you're wrong. It doesn't it's not that black and white. It yeah. doesn't and probably never is. You might say you're not as right as you think you are. I would yeah. other people could Next say time. that, Joe. I'm not sure I would be able to say that. <laughs> <laughs> as it's well known in the office, I am always right. Correct FYI, guys? F- FYI, dear listeners, that's <laughs> precisely what Hank will be preaching about this coming Sunday. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. I Y K Y K. That's hard to say. I am so impressed that Joe can say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're coming up on an hour. Any other thoughts from this Sunday? Any other thoughts on the idea of those people? Those people. Those people. I'm just glad we didn't have to air out who all of our those people are because that could have been messy. Well, I kind of talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe and I kind of talked about those those people. I mean, I was nonspecific about which church people, I, but... <laughs> I didn't name names. I thought that was good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all good.
good. Well, yeah, we uh, are running short on time, so let's maybe wrap things up a little bit. Um, be like Clay. Send us an email. Talk to yeah. us. Talk to us. Clay's a good dude. Uh, be like Clay in a lot of ways, I'll say. Um, but you can reach out to us at Tom at thefoundryc.org. T-O-M at thefoundry, letter C, dot O-R-G. And uh, we'll read your email. And unless you tell us not to, we'll read it on the air. And um, yeah, and respond to it. You can also find us on Instagram at the other ministers. And one of these days we'll post something there again. Yeah. We have something to post. Oh. Maybe I can post pictures of my burn. Did I tell you guys I burned myself? You did. Friday? Yeah. Yes. You told us in the staff meeting. I did. Yeah, that yeah. was in the staff meeting. My, this, this ring finger is looking kind of rough. Dang. Boiling water. I'll do that. On my hand. Every time. Yeah. So. What was that? Glass uh, measuring cup? Glass measuring cup. So that's actually the, the white part on, on this finger was where I grabbed it and that went against the outside. And uh, then the boiling water went down. And so you need like some kind of rubberized handle for your... Uh, I just need to not be stupid about it. <laughs> really what it boils down to. What it boils, boils down, down to. <laughs> that was a good one. That actually is more appropriate than the one I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> Are puns chewy now? What? Are puns chewy? Oh, I hope not. I hope not too. Yeah. It's my one of my favorite forms of comedy. Are you familiar with the comedian Andy Zaltzman? Yes. Yes. I say, if you like puns, you should know Andy Zaltzman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for today. Um, keep keep an eye out and an ear out for the next one. Uh, but for now, for the other ministers, I'm Joe. I'm Hank. I'm Hunter. I'm Patty. And we'll be all up in your ear holes next time. Thank you.